Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your Oyster Ninja, back one more time. Happy New Year's, happy Merry, Merry Christmas, and all that good stuff. Uh, so uh, today, I got a veteran-owned business, knife-making business. Uh, what's going on, Brett? How you feel? Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Gardner? Pretty good, man. So you are a uh, you have a veteran-owned uh, business called uh, BVT Knives. Uh, and you sent me something in the mail. We're going to do a live unboxing. Um, I cracked the seal because usually that's the hardest thing about getting in a box. Uh, oh, yeah. So what branch you serve in, man? Uh, I'm in I'm in the Marine Corps. Um, Marine Corps. Soon to be retired. So, yeah, this was just a, a hobby I got started. Um, yeah, couldn't, couldn't fish when the wife got pregnant, so... I always right. wanted to get into knife making. So did it actually right before fortune fire got going. So I wow. started the hobby before that, you know, but that has got a lot of guys into it, mm -hmm. you know, and then um, just start in the garage and then kind of, we can get into it more later, but yeah, just started making knives um, and got into making oyster knives. Um, but yeah, just a fun hobby, kind of started mm -hmm. selling stuff on the side, just to fun, fun the hobby. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling this out and this is a, wow, this is nice. This is a, a whoa. Okay. All right, man. You showing off, man. I see the SS in there. <laughs> I see the SS in there. I don't even know. Yeah, there it is. SS. Nice. That's, that's, that's nice, man. So this is a, a railroad spike, man. And um, of course you got the cards in there, Brett Taylor, BVT knives. Nice. <clears throat> This is not so this is different. Like most um railroad spikes that I've seen don't have the the smoothness of it. Is that like signature of yours, or did you do that special for this knife? Uh I did buff it up a little bit more special for you. More special. Appreciate you. But <laughs> uh, buffed it up a little bit. So yeah, it's it's up to 800 grit, but most of them uh I kind of like to get pretty shiny just because again, it makes it smoother and helps it prevent rust a little bit um you know you can kind of see one right here i put the thumb divot in for that one but yeah here's kind of my name you know like to leave the forged textures on tops but then on the bottom you know that way it kind of gives it that nice rounded kind of oyster knife um feel to it so you know right, right. that way you know it's handmade but of course you know in the end you gotta do some refinement on it so um what what all right let's start from the beginning man um so where are you from uh, originally from right outside Detroit area. Uh, so born and bred, uh, Michigan there. So obviously I've always been around water, but uh, my grandparents and my dad originally from Maine. So I grew up there going up there in the summer, you know, grand grandparents house lived on the ocean. So um, family history kind of working, working some of the water. Um, but, you know, grew up digging clams uh, right in the bay um, muscle. So, you know, grew up eating a lot of shellfish, of course, not in Michigan. <laughs> and then, um, and then once I joined the service, um, and then I was stationed a lot in Virginia and North Carolina, um, kind of got into oysters. And then, um, so again, that, that's what brought my interest in oysters. But yep, so that's kind of a background. So what came first, the oysters or the oyster knife? Uh, I would say definitely I had dabbled in oysters a little bit, but then really the oyster knife. Because like I said, back in 2015, um, started kind of getting into the hobby. Um, had a local local shop that wanted me to make them some stuff, some basic coat racks, you know, some railroad spike knives and some bottle openers, you know, kind of basic, basic level stuff that they could sell. 
he was from Charleston originally, of course, big, you know, obviously big oyster culture there. He was like, hey, can you make me, you know, make some oyster knives? So I did some research, um, you know, a couple of designs out there or whatever. So I kind of just put my own, own spin on it. So those started selling really well. And then, so that's kind of what got me started. And then eventually I just started making oyster knives out of whatever I could get my hands on. Because if, if I'm making a bottle opener, I can make an oyster knife out of it. You know, as you can see, most of the time, big beer enthusiast too. So uh, most of my bottle, all my oyster knives, except for my uh, fancy custom ones, you know, I always incorporate a bottle opener into it. Like if you check on the back there, you know, a little, a little divot underneath the, the back handle there, that'll, that'll pop a pop a bottle yeah. open real quick. I didn't even see that at first. I'm glad you said something. I would just been looking at it funny, but yeah, I see it now. It's like, yeah. a, it's the bottle opener. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. You just hit it and just pull up and that's it. So um, I can see from the, uh, you know, uh, the back of your, the um, the background, your other knives and um, you got some axe or hacksaws. Uh, so like, what's the other styles you have there? Uh, so, um, yeah, so I make everything, you know, from kind of hatchets, like, and since me being a military guy, I do a lot of like traditional, you know, hunting with natural materials, you know, think of like wood handles and then a lot of like modern type um knives so i make everything you know so i'll make some meat cleavers so this is kind of like just a meat cleaver um with some fancier you know material um and like i said but then this is like kind of a modern tactical knife like this is a synthetic um micarta type handle yeah that's nice and then um yeah and then so here's some of my other oyster knives so this is just a, a horseshoe you know it's virginia so me being based in Virginia right now. So horseshoe, um, like a twisted, kind of twisted horseshoe. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then um, this is one of my favorite ones. So this is Ooh. actually cable. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's actually cable that's all forge welded into one. Yeah. So people make knives out of them, but like do that. And this is kind of an old school style been making this is one of my most popular ones so this is called the georgia oyster knife which i don't know if you've ever heard of um so yeah basically it just kind of fits in fits in your hand like that and you can pry and then it's got the got a little bottle opener right there so you just turn it and pop it and then a lot of people like it because you can kind of slip it in your pocket right and then you know anyone that knows what it is kind of knows what it is so and like i said then just got some other fancier you know this is my new line um that I've been having for about the last year. So I leave hammered, hammered finish. These are AB, uh, ABL stainless eighth inch thick full tang. Um, so like this is desert iron wood. Um, and then I do some kind of, this is bourbon barrel handle from Bowman's distillery down here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And then again, just get some fancier, um, you know, just different, different types of hand material. Um, some of my favorites. Now, uh, so this is hammered copper, uh, quarter inch thick, uh, copper. So it's one of my higher end ones. Yeah. And then, um, and then my pride and joy. Um, so this is actually stabilized, stabilized mammoth tooth. What does that mean? Stabilized mammoth tooth. What does that mean? So what that actually means is that's actually uh mammoth tooth, like the woolly mammoths back in the day. Oh, stop playing. So, yeah, so it's actually a fossil. So people get it, and then basically you fill it with a resin. Um, you know, they vacuum seal it just like they do for other other type materials, and then um, you know, and then it's dyed. But it's crazy because when you're actually working it, 
um, and sanding it and everything else, which is very tough to cut and basically, you know, bone. Um, but when you're sanding it, I mean, you can smell, it's like you hear the dentist getting your teeth drilled, you know, it smells like um, that. And then, and then, so that's basically like, like this one too, you can kind of see like this is burl wood and then this is just a dyed resin, you know, kind of gives you that unique thing, but that's basically just in the um, thing. And then like I said, a lot of natural materials, like this is Hawaiian koa wood. Um, so like I said, I got a, I got a myriad of different um, types of products. And then of course you're just kind of standard, you know, bottle opener. So you can kind of see the evolution of, you know, it was a bottle opener and then just make a knife blade on the front. So that's how pretty much you, how easy it was. Cause like, I'm looking at like the design that I have on mine. How do you go about mm -hmm. like, um deciding and like the last bottle opener you had is like kind of crazy wacky design also like how much skill is like involved uh i mean there's, there's definitely a little bit of skill but i mean a lot of it is you know i've been around some blacksmith but i'm really like youtube you know self-taught um so just trying different techniques or you see a technique and then you know you just try to figure it out um some of those like the one i just showed you i mean that's you know basic uh cube twist so you pretty much just if you got a railroad spike you, you do four even slits and then you just cut two and then once you twist it it kind of breaks and you kind of get that cube pattern um you know most of them are just simple twists but like the one the one that you got you know i just put in some deeper grooves and then so when you twist it it kind of gives you more of that rope you know rope look uh to it so again it's kind of endless and then you know the good thing is it, you know i make a knife make an oyster knife but then you can make a bottle opener and you come up with a new design um so yeah that's really it and also i mean you asked me but i can definitely see you know how uh this is kind of rounded and not pointy um i i'm ready to try this out man it's been in a box because we, we you sent it to me um what before the holidays and uh, yeah probably but i got busy you got busy exactly yeah, yeah. There you got got to grind grind to make the money when it's you know yeah. this is the oyster everyone up in dc having oyster parties i've seen i've seen you seen you hustling so man i've been rocking and rolling man i've been rocking and rolling yeah. but i'm ready to break this thing in man and uh see what it can do um so i i saw you how, how big is etsy for you man because i saw i checked out your site and that's where i learned about the uh the georgia knife um how big is etsy for you what is your biggest like where do people mainly find you at Mostly I, I do a lot of, I set up at a lot of, you know, farmer's markets. I've done a few of those. I have a um, local brewery um, that I, I set up at um, down here in Spotsylvania, Virginia, 1781 uh, Brewing Company, Wilderness Run uh, Brewing Company, so, or Wilderness Run Vineyards. Um, so it's kind of farm brewery, great family environment. So I can, I go set up out, out there. So um, a lot of people out there that I meet, um, I do some wine and oyster festivals. Um, so um, I just did the Taste by the Bay down at Tides in uh, Virginia a couple of weeks ago. And then I'll be at um, Stratford Hall Wine and Oyster Festival down there, um, Westmoreland. I think it's Westmoreland or King George County in Virginia, the home of the Lees, Stratford Hall there, um, April 2nd. That got delayed because of COVID, of course. So we'll see how that goes in, in April. Um, but other than that, yeah, Etsy, you know, people either Facebook me or message me on Instagram, but, but a lot of it, yeah, just does come from Etsy because I've been up there for, you know, five, six years now. Um, and then just makes it easy because, you know, people are familiar with it. Um, you know, they handle a lot of the ads and whatever other, if I, if I want to do any advertising, you know, you can scale up or scale back as much, as much as you want. Um, 
you know, I thought about getting my own website, but again, that's time and setting it up and all that work, you know, Etsy too. Again, the more sales you have, the, you know, the better it is, you know, versus just some random website. So nice. Yep. I can't, I, I don't understand Etsy and Pinterest and all of that stuff. I need to, I need to sit down and, you know, I'm a, I'm a YouTube learner also. I need to sit down and learn that stuff out, but uh, yeah, it looks like you're killing it. Yeah. Trying, like I said, it's definitely, it's definitely a nice, you know, side, side, side hustle, uh, you know, to fund my, to fund my, my hobby and you right. know, sometimes call it an, an obsession, you know, it definitely gets daunting in the holidays, you know, but luckily now I've had a lot of, a lot of time to get some, uh, uh, get some inventory built up, you know, over this last year, year and a half, um, you know, starting to do more batches and, you know, like anything else, get more efficient and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So therefore, um, again, having that inventory, I can work on new, new products, new, new designs and, you know, do some custom work here and there. Um, but definitely, um, allows me to take a break so I don't get burned out. Um, but like, I just got a new, a new, new big tool yesterday. You'll be seeing, you'll be seeing on Instagram here, big 12 ton forging press. Um, Ooh, wow. Okay. So be able to, to make some new stuff and potentially Damascus in the future and, you know, make some hammer, some axes and some other, mm -hmm. you know, higher end, you know, heavier, heavier forward work, basically. So, uh, far as time, like what's the difference in time, um, railroad spikes versus like the other oyster knives? Uh, so yeah, I mean, wait, uh, anything forged is obviously going to be faster. Um, so, you know, between a Georgia oyster knife and a railroad spike, you know, probably total, like, again, I do them in batches, but you know, I got, I got under an hour into them um you know as far as total time and usually i'll do them in batches of 10 to 20 just based on you know and but now i have a forging press so hopefully i can do more because now it doesn't wear out my arm and give me arthritis <laughs> yeah that's but a point yeah yeah <laughs> sw swinging a three and a half pound sledge you know, gotcha yeah that's hands on yeah. yeah yeah big hammer but big hammer physics right bigger hot heavier weight moving faster moves moves metal faster and you get done quicker um, so yeah, versus like, um, you know, probably, probably, you know, the most time it's probably like the copper because first I had to get the copper, um, you know, texture it and then obviously cut it out and then put it on there. Um, and then, you know, shape it. And then there's a lot of polishing that went in that there or versus, you know, this, where you got to cut out, cut out the material, um, then shape it clean up the front, glue it on, wait 24 hours. And then, you know, that's after doing the whole blade, you know, the blade you probably got, you know, 20, 30 minutes in between the forging texturing, um, you know, the heat treating and that, that whole process without going into detail, um, you know, obviously make the whole blade, clean it up. Then you got to put the handles on versus the other stuff you're just done. But, you know, and then once you glue it, it sets for 24 hours and you got to shape the handle, get all the way down to hand sanding you know, down to a thousand grit, trying to get as smooth as possible, buff it, all that, and then oil it and all that. So, yeah. What's the, so um, definitely, definitely several, you know, several hours into one of the, the higher end oyster knives, hence why, you know, over the price point of, you know, a hundred dollars or more based on, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of my different prices that people do look on there, a lot of it is based on the hand material. Sometimes, you know, if I get, have a nice piece of wood that I bought in a plank, cut it down myself, mm -hmm. you know, versus, you know, <laughs> versus the, you know, I think I, I paid 130 bucks just for the stabilized, you know, mammoth tooth. So 
again, wow. depending on, that's why sometimes you'll see them vary between 15, 20, 30 bucks is based on, you know, kind of just passing on the cost of the material. Like I said, yeah. that makes sense. So what does the uh, mammoth tooth go for? Uh, so th this one in particular, uh, I asked for 300. Uh -huh. Um, and I put it on, I put it on Instagram. No one's hit me up yet. You know, it's definitely unique in the world. I've, I've searched, I haven't seen any other oyster knives, you know, that are full, full mammoth tooth. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and they won't let me, they won't let me list it on Etsy because it's got hashtags. Uh, even uh, though clearly it's not an endangered species, but I think right. because it's in that bone and in certain places in the world, they kind of strip mine for my think or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of not destroys the environment, but you know, I mean, people pick them up as fossils or whatever, even mm -hmm. though they're not like ivory or anything like that, but cause you can get it, you can find them in Texas and North Dakota, you know, anywhere they find fossils, yeah. they find these teeth. But, um, but anyways, for whatever reason, their, their policy is, you know, they wouldn't let me list it on there. So I was like, okay, so I've taken to shows. I've had some interest, but mm -hmm. you know, what made you think of that though? Like mammoth tooth, like where did that come well, from? Well, hi. High-end knife makers use it, um, you know, like real high-end thousand-dollar knives or, or whatever. Um, you know, they use it, so why not use it on an oyster knife? Um, and I'm sure somebody's used it or, you know, has used a piece because a lot of times they use small blocks, you know, it's like called a bolster, like you see the little brass pieces on the knife. You know, they'll just put a little embellishment on there and then the rest is, um, you know, whatever other material. But, you know, I just... I bought it, so I might as well just use the, the full tooth, and I think it just looks awesome, you know, with the, and hence why I kind of went with the cross peen. You can kind of see the same texture, you know, kind of keep it throughout the blade um, on there. And then, you know, I've got some, what are these, blue liners? Yeah, blue liners that kind of accent the, the actual stuff. But, yeah, it's definitely unique, um, you know, as far as that. And then my other unique, you know, my, my solid copper ones. You know, which of course, as you imagine, these things, these things are weighty because um, obviously copper being pretty heavy and they will never come off because they've been, they got the the brass pins that have been peened down there, which means they've just been mushroomed. So, I mean, besides, you know, heavy epoxy, marine epoxy grade that I use to keep stuff on, but yeah, they're not coming off. Yeah, that is, and I then, was going to ask you about the, um, the life site, like how long the uh, knives last or is it more like what's, I guess, the blade would, would probably dull down first. The handles are good. So, yeah, how long do the knives last? I mean, obviously, I've only been doing it for five or six years. I mean, I haven't had any complaints. You know, I've had a, a few people that, again, I don't, you know, I don't know their technique or, you know, as far as, you know, how that goes or how rough or if they're amateur or whatever, or yeah. they're opening on a seal table, whatever. Um, I've had a few, you know, that have chipped, chipped the knife, but, you know, I'll replace it. You know, I got I to guarantee um, you know, obviously uh, limited, you know, as far as, you know, somebody contacts me, you know, I'll talk through them. The railroad spikes, they just won't break. That's the beauty. So, you know, sticking with the railroad spikes and the forged stuff, those won't break. Um, you know, and those are, those are just actually steel, you know, they're not hardened steel because again, a railroad spike, you can harden a little bit, but again, you know, basically you just bend it back. That'd be, that'd be the only thing that really happened. Again, those are high carbon or, you know, they are steel so they will rust so you just like as you know we we've talked about in other conversations where you know you just keep a little oil on it when you're done just rinse it off um you know wipe it off with any kind of oil food safe oil you know if somebody's got uh you know allergies or whatever so i do so we use like a mineral mineral spirits um initially or olive oil whatever and then um you know if it did ever rust you can knock it off with some steel wool 
or you know high grit sandpaper or whatever you got um but yeah as far as as far as the, the higher end oyster knives that um originally my first designs i started with carbon steel um so uh those are good you know as far as sa same thing you just got to keep them oiled up but yeah the handles are on there for forever um and then as far as yeah the other ones you know i moved into uh abc aebl uh so it's a, just a type of stainless steel um again none of these would ever be dishwasher safe of course um but again it, you know they're, they're a piece of functional art is the way i look look at them um you know watching your other podcast um mks designs you know obviously he makes an awesome knife you know true professional true professional knife making you know this being my hobby but you know i think i make a good a good product you know um you know that i've been refining my craft over the last several years so you know i can continue to hope to do so as well so and even you know feedback from you know people i've made a few for professional professional oyster uh shuckers that you know have come back and or want a specialized design in the blade or you know they want a certain bend to it depending on the type of oysters which you know i'm, I'm happy to do just like you wanted your blade a little bit you know lengthier and thinner than i normally don't, do don't, don't tell everybody don't tell everybody not nah. just just joking <laughs> just joking um yeah so you did you did um bring a mks design which i had on the podcast a few episodes ago yeah. um but I, i'll say this because like there are a few um good knife makers out there and you you said even your buddy makes some um what what sets you apart from the next person like why should somebody come to bvt knives uh you know, and I, you know, again, I can't, I can't say anything bad about any other. Oh yeah, maker. yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, as far as, but um, especially having not never handled a product, obviously. Um, but you know, come to me as far as like if you want a truly custom experience, because if somebody messages me, you know, you're, you're, I'm it. You know, I, I am the maker. Um, I'm, I'm a one man, one man shop. Um, which is you know a 14, 14, 14 by fourteen foot, you know, shop behind my house. Um, so again, truly custom, you know, I can do some, I can do some stamping as you already saw, you know, for some initials. Um, and then as far as I can material, like you like my, my custom design, that's why it's called a custom, you know, I'll, I'll take a picture of all my handle materials. You know, I have probably 50 or hundred types of handle material, you know, mosaic pins, whatever, you know, and again, truly custom, uh, design, or obviously you can always just purchase one, you know, that I've used my, you know creativity i guess you can call it on you know that's listed on uh one of my websites or you know if you see me at at one of my shows and people follow me on social media you know usually i list a couple days out you know if i'm going to be set up locally on a show again mostly i just do you know virginia virginia based shows um but yeah like i said perfect man uh, i'm definitely going to spread the word because I can tell, you know, you put you obviously you put some love, you know, in this knife and I appreciate the passion. And just from, you know, looking at your stuff through social media, you can tell you can tell when people, you know, are halfway doing something. It looks like, you know, you call it a hobby. But if I didn't know you, you know, you did something else, I would say, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's about this knife life. So I appreciate the knife mm -hmm. and I can't wait to, uh, you know, get it going. How can uh, people follow your journey? And, uh, you know, I see you got your tags up there, but like, you know, just, oh, where did BVT knives come? Is that, is that your, oh, your initials, I guess. Yeah, just, just my initials. Yeah. Like okay. I started, 
like what I wanted to be called, you know, and then mm-hmm. like I've contemplated changing it a few times and then, uh-huh. you know, we won't get into certain social medias if you have knife in something or, gotcha. you know, like it's just yeah. crazy because even on like Facebook, like you can't even boost a post if you want to because it says knife. Wow. Um, yeah, I know other knife makers like PayPal's kicked them off mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they're, they're selling knives, even though it's like even if it's like kitchen utensils yeah. or an oyster knife. Yeah. Um, so side note. But um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram, BBT Knives. I'm on Facebook, uh, BBT Knives, same. And then, of course, my Etsy shop is the same. So pretty much if you Google any of those, mm-hmm. um, you'll, you'll come up with it. Um, but yeah, that's the best way. You know, obviously anyone can DM me or, you know, I think my phone number is on some of the sites too. So Okay. Uh, pretty just, easy to get a hold of me. Just a random question. Do you have a favorite oyster? Uh, I, like, I like the Chesapeake style. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. The deep, deeper cup, you know, mm-hmm. um, I haven't tried too many Pacific oysters, um, you know, not specific, specific names. Um, you know, I'm not that, that much of a connoisseur mm-hmm. of oysters, but you know, definitely just being around here. Um, you know, I've done a lot down in the Northern neck down kind of that way. Um, some of those oyster farms down there. Yeah. Uh, Rappahannock is up in there. Rogue yeah. oysters is in there. Uh, uh, it's a it's a bunch of good oyster companies up in that area. Yep, definitely. Uh, if you were to change your name, like what's one of the uh, names is like you've contemplated? Uh, I've, I mean, I still like to make a bunch of other stuff. So you know, even though oyster knives has kind of become my main thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I wouldn't want to go or you know, Rappahannock uh, River oyster knives. Okay, um, right. You know, I was kind of thinking of that, but again, there's already kind of Rappahannock Oyster Company, um, Rappahannock River Oyster Company. So I wouldn't want to, you know, you know, people get confused or anything like All that. All is fair, right? <laughs> that, that is true. Um, even though, yeah, they got great oysters. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, well, and then my buddy's down in uh, Cape Fear Oyster Knives um, down there. I know I know those guys down there in North Carolina um, with, you know, different style, making, making some good good stuff down there. Um but either that or like just, you know, tailor knife and tool because they kind of call tool, you know, whether it be bottle openers and, mm-hmm. you know, some just home decor stuff. You know, I've got into copper bowls. I mean, if you look at my Instagram, it's kind of all over the place. Like I've done some copper bowls and steel steel bowls and, you know, some ornamental stuff here and there over the years. And, you know, done some fire pokers and steak, you know, steak, steak um turners you know basic basic blacksmithing projects you know kind of get interested make a run of something sell it move on to something else dinner tr- dinner triangles you know you okay. name it i've made made a bunch of different stuff over the last five or six years so you know just don't want people think you know it's only knife but again but it's self-explanatory if you look at it, you know hence why hence the why the sign has pictures of all kinds of different stuff right um and then if you look at any of my socials or you know etsy shop you can clearly see i do more all right man well i appreciate you for taking time out your day and talking with the oyster ninja podcast uh any last words or anything no man just keep doing what you're doing and then you know look forward to seeing it appreciate you man